spectral nut. What are you doing? <laughs> You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for Black horror fans by Black horror fans. Spooky Squad. Spooky Squad. We're back. We're back. Um, week three of Heavy Hitters October. I'm kind of sad it's almost over. I thought you said I'm kind of excited. No, <laughs> my, I'm my, sad. My brain just filled in the gap. I was like, Jesus. Okay. No, I love I love the month of October. We all know this. And at this point, I'm just like, oh, man, we're really... We're, I know we're still, we're still like a whole half of the month left, but you know, time goes by so fast these days. It's like, before you know it, it's going to be done. I know time. It is in, it's totally unfair. You remember being young and like, Oh God, cause you're in school and it drags on forever. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, well, my year's almost done. I'm going to die. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't spiral that fast that often. Uh, <laughs> How are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing fine. I have not spiraled today. Um, just been having kind of like I'm tired. I was telling you, I'm uh I, I think I'm gonna try to I think the last couple of nights I have not been going to bed early enough. So I think tonight I might take um like some melatonin and try to try to get a good night's rest. Like probably immediately after we're done recording, take the dog out and then like go to bed. I feel that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. Uh, there's this house across the street from me, and for the la- ever since I've lived here, every October, twenty four seven, throughout the entire month, they have this one room, and they just have a red light. So it's a red lit room, and they have just a doll on a table staring out the window. And that's I so love it. I love scary. that they do that. But also that's amazing. That's smart. I like that. I know. I uh, like Halloween decorations that are like that. That aren't like the crazy skeleton out on the front or like the over the top stuff. I like just like simple. Like this is a creepy room. Right. A creepy yeah. Window. Yeah. If they had yet, like you said, all the fake skeletons or whatever that like clearly that's but this person is genuinely odd. That that is, you know, maybe not, maybe not spooky, but they are, that'd be a conversation. Like, yeah, that's a weird maybe, bitch. Maybe check their basement, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just in case. I know. Yeah, that's cool, though. I love that. Um, that's like the one benefit of having a house uh, besides like, you know, having shelter. <laughs> that's is the that only you benefit, can decorate yeah. it. It's the only benefit is that you can like, you know, have cool decorations for Halloween, maybe Christmas if you're into that. I'm more of a Halloween gal, obviously. My dad was really into those like porcelain Christmas villages. <laughs> I mean, really into it, which set it up uh, like w- in the month of December, wouldn't be able to play pool because it'd just be like decked out with this village, a village, not just one or two cute ones with some figurines throwing snow, but, like a village would he like build it no he just bought it and like you know like planned it out like a little display of a town that's cute yeah um 
So I growing up though, I found out they made Halloween villages, you know, like porcelain. <laughs> and I and I was like, that's gonna be me. And then I really wanted to, but they're like, you know, there's Halloween doesn't make it any cheaper. Still like 50 bucks a little, 50 bucks a porcelain spooky house. Oh yeah, you have to get each piece. That'd be so cool though. But you go to like a craft store and they have them out, like a Michaels or some shit, and you're like, oh man, that looks sick. Uh, no, I want a, I want a, um, a miniature murder house. A little porcelain, kind of like little Hummel figurines, but they're getting murdered. You're getting serial killed. Send them a, in my house. Send them an email. Maybe they'll make it. It would be a, <laughs> a spooky, uh, spooky squad exclusive. Yes, I would. I would share it with everyone. I'd be sure to take lots of pictures so you can all see my little little porcelain, um, my little quaint murder house. That's what it'll be called to quaint murder house. Quaint murder house. That's also house. my favorite Airbnb description. <laughs> yeah, Spooky Squad. Do you want to? Would you like to stay at a, a quaint murder house? Also, what things would you buy of ours? So far, I've heard stickers and pins. Cool, love that stickers and pins. Uh, that's really that's great feedback for sure. Because we can have we can get those done, and they're low cost for us. Yeah, that's yes. So I'm happy you're not like, yeah, actually, I'd like like a one of a kind like hoodie. It's like we're not there yet, guys. Yeah. Help us get get that listenership up. Yes. Uh, get that listenership <laughs> up by um, telling your friends, telling your your family about We Die First podcast. Um, I mean, October. Fun. This is a good it, show. Yeah, we. I feel like our listenership should have fucking skyrocketed now. Our our listener, our <gasps> listen count, that scared the shit out of me. Sorry. <laughs> our listen count should skyrocket in the months of October and February. <laughs> Those are our two hottest months. Well, aren't actually our numbers are pretty solid right now. So, mm. um, but that doesn't mean that we've reached our peak. No, we haven't. We're still peaked. climbing. Yeah, we not have not the slightest. Peaked. We haven't even made a base camp yet. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, green shoes, green boots. Isn't that one of the dead bodies on Everest? Oh, wait, I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh huh. There's, you know, at a certain point, if you die on Everest, they, they don't get your body. It's just there. Yeah. So there's, yeah. I think there's one called green boots, and it's just like a dead body with like green boots. And that's like one of the markers, you know, how far you're going if you pass green boots. Did you know that Everest gets taller every year? So you can objectively say, like, if you climbed Everest and, you know, now that you're, it was more impressive than anyone that climbed it prior to now. Well, how is it getting taller? Is it because of, like, geological stuff? Yeah. Mm, I, rocks. I, yeah, rocks. I couldn't tell you, but I just know it's... And it's not, you know, it's not like growing feet every year. It's just getting yeah. slightly smaller. Like a little bit. But, you know, mm -hmm. objectively, it's more if you climbed it now, it's more badass than someone that climbed it in the 50s. It's like a reverse grandma just getting smaller and smaller every year. That's what that's actually Everest's nickname is reverse grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get your calcium supplement so that doesn't happen to you. Um, bone density is very important to uh, to us as humans. Um, speaking of bone density. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I was, I could see the play. She's going to use bones, but how is she going to use it? Well, speaking of bone densities, we got, we got lots of bones at the end of the movie. So what movie? 
<laughs> what movie you ask? Oh, well, so nice of you to ask. We watched Poltergeist from 1982. Mm, damn. I Every time I watch this movie, I'm reminded like, yeah, I love this movie. I'm, I always think like, oh yeah, Poltergeist is cool. And then I watch it. And I'm like, this movie's great. <laughs> yeah. Having, I've, I've seen pieces, but this is my first whole time, like viewing it as a, an entity in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And this was my whole time sitting there. I'm like, because I knew it came out in 1982. And then I'm like, when the fuck did Gremlins come out? Because this, I was shocked, had a PG rating. Right. Yeah, this is the old rating system. So today we definitely probably have a PG-13 rating. But PG, you know. I know. The NPAA like, is, is bullshit. It's all, it's all. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, It was PG, but like if it was rated day, it was like NC-17, you know, arbitrary <laughs> ratings. <laughs> Arbitrary ratings. Like, yeah, there's some titty in it. <laughs> some titty. It's just some titty. We've all just, seen some titty before. Just some the kids light, can see some titty. Some light bukkake, you know. <laughs> the kids are literally like snorting coke all the time. Like they can they can handle a little bit. Yeah. Just one. Um, well, what were your thoughts as a first time like full watcher or viewer of Poltergeist? It was I thought it was very it kind of read like a just like a regular wholesome movie that then was just kind of spooky or like mm-hmm. was spooky. I mean, when it was I forgot it was a Spielberg film. And then I'm like, this is this is a Spielberg film. <laughs> you you it's yeah, I watching it. It's like um, so he didn't direct this, but he did write it and produced it. And he didn't direct it because he was actually working on E.T. at the time. So he couldn't direct both. But it feels very E.T. Like it has that. It's like, yeah, this is like, you know, Toby Hooper directed this movie, but it's like it's got Spielberg all over it. Mm-hmm. It's got Even Spielberg just, ectoplasm all over it. Yeah. Even just like the music. I'm like, man, this is like the this is the soundtrack of a Spielberg animal. I liked it, though. I thought it was a good movie. I'm not like shockingly. Ch- the music is Jerry Goldsmith and not. um. Whoa, blanking. John Williams. John Williams, thank you. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's a J. I'm like, how do I forget that? It's like the most famous like movie composer ever. But um, yeah, so from 1982, we watched Poltergeist, directed by Toby Hooper. Of course, like we said, um, written by Steven Spielberg, starring Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, <laughs> um, Beatrice Strait, <laughs> Heather O'Rourke, <laughs> and Celeta Rubenstein. <laughs> that eye roll did you it not was like intense. the <laughs> I will say after watching the movie and then seeing the dad I'm like I see little bits of Evan in him you You're, know what actually I'm, I'm not I love Evan I love him but I'm also not like, I could I could just picture Evan at a barbecue just standing like Hey guys, <laughs> like, I have... you know, you know what? I think you're right. I think, I think that might explain my, aside from like my, my daddy issues, I think it would explain my attraction to him. I think they give off a similar vibe. Evan Grady Nelson. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh, man. Mm. Love. I love that. Thank you. Um, but this movie is about a, a suburban family whose house is invaded by ghosts that abduct abduct their daughter. Pretty straightforward. Um, I love this movie because it is, like you said, I like the fact that um, I have a soft spot for horror movies that kind of, you can watch with the family. You know, (laughs) it's like, 
because it, it takes it, ta- it. I think it requires a little bit, um, a lot more creativity because you you can't go the typical horror route, which is the gore and just like the over the top. You still have to kind of you know be careful with you know the amount of violence. So it allows for a little bit more fun and kind of like interesting stuff to happen. That's like you know a horror movie that's directed for the family as opposed to like right. the classic horror audience. And I think it's just fun. It's a fun watch because of that. Yeah. Like, what do you get now if you wanted to have like spooky family fun? It's like Paw Patrol goes like candy hunting. And you're like, that's not nearly as cool as this. Well, exactly. I will because I think it speaks to the fact that the PG rating is basically obsolete at this point, you know? Yeah. Because everything's either like, I mean, I mean, it's a whole thing because it's not even that it's, they exist, but the rating system is so fucking skewed now that there's nothing. There isn't at one point in time, the PG rating actually like it really was stuff for adults, but also kids. It was a little bit more dicey. It wasn't a G. And I think compared to what PG looks like today, it definitely is a lot racier. But I think it was still very entertaining as a nice sweet spot that the PG-13 rating should have taken over, but not really anymore. Because now everything's PG-13 and nothing's R. So it's all like fucking weird. Mm -hmm. I could rant about the rating system a lot because it's just so arbitrary and dumb. I don't get it. Anyway, but um, shall we jump into this movie? Oh, let's. Let's do it. Let's do it. So in our first um, scene, we get the scariest song I've ever heard. And it is (laughs) the Star Spangled Banner. I felt the hair on the back of my neck. Yeah, I was terribly unsettled. (laughs) That's like, because on a dark screen too. So I was like, I feel like that's like the song. That's like the last thing I'll hear before I'm like murdered. I was just feeling. I was. Is this? Are they just going to be blaring some propaganda? (laughs) Well, I mean, the exact opposite. I mean, we'll get into, I guess, what the analysis of this movie could be. But I would say it's pretty critical of American life all over it so it's, it's kind of interesting in that way so we open to this family it's nighttime everyone's falling asleep dad um is asleep dad is in the armchair in front of the yeah in front of the tv oh my yeah and like a little like um their housekeeper um slash nanny walks in and she's like oh mr freeling you sure you don't want to go to bed okay sorry um <laughs> Andrew is disgusting. <laughs> I am. I I feel like if y'all, if you and Evan were watching a movie and he just kind of falls asleep in like a chair, you get up and you just stare at him for a while. You're just like, oh god. And then you're like, oh, I want to, I want to wake him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got Snow. a little drool in the corner. <laughs> it's very hot. Um. Anyway, but uh, dad's asleep. Dogs kind of wandering around, but there's some weird weirdness going on, right? Because they're like the what is it? the TV is like it's, it's like freaking static. out. It's like, it's like staticky, and it's like it's some, there's some something strange is happening in the house, but no one's really aware of it yet. Um, actually, no, it's in the opening scene because K- the little the daughter Carol Ann is when she's like sleepwalks, right? Well, she's talking to it, right? Because mm-hmm. she or they think she's sleepwalking because she comes down to the TV. And she's like talking like at the television. 
It's a conversation. Yeah. It's when you watch yeah. someone have a monologue when they're pretending to be on the phone. That's what this was. And that kid mm-hmm. did just as well as I think most improvisers up through like level three that I've seen. Killing it. Yeah. I would say the kid acting in this movie is actually pretty solid. Yeah, I thought it was solid. Yeah. It's pretty good. I don't know. I guess because it's the 80s. So they just like abuse the shit out of kids in movies to get that get that performance. Out of them. That's a problem. We're too soft with kids these days. We're too nice to them. Well, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to go into that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just missed, I missed the, the days of old Hollywood. That's really peak yeah, of Hollywood. As someone, that was, as someone that was not a child actor, I really think they had it easy. <laughs> I know. It's like, God, lucky. Um, but the next day we really get a good, a good sense of this family. You're, they're a typical American family, like a lovely suburban home and we get a very spielberg moment where we see like the neighborhood it's like the whimsical music and there's kids on bikes because yeah spielberg loves a kid on a bike <laughs> man he loves an adult on a bike he loves bikes do you, li- man. Do you like that like we get the shot of this this guy huffing and puffing clearly with like a, a fucking like thing of beer like a tray of beer <laughs> and these kids like trip him up but like with race cars remote control cars and he goes into the house and i was like they really sent this guy on a beer run with a bike when there are like three station wagons parked in this driveway and so my my backstory that i created for that man is they sent the guy with three duis to go get the beer (laughs) on his bike I I love that because I'm like, yeah, it's fucking suburbs. Like you all have cars. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of you have cars. <laughs> yeah. It was, he a, comes, it was a cute moment. It's funny. He gets to the house and um, they're like watching the game and, you know, men being men. There's a neighbor who has, I guess, the same remote who can somehow control yeah. their TV. What? That was 80s technology. Yeah. 80s technology <laughs> like that. The peak white suburban dad like feud Mm -hmm. my kid wants to watch mr rogers that was also a funny moment because like when their channel changed from the game to mr rogers one of the guys watching goes who the hell is this guy (laughs) i'm like what you don't know mr rogers is (laughs) (laughs) who's this sweater wearing fucking idiot Mr. Rogers, a beloved uh, children's television yeah. host, Mr. Rogers. What the fuck's wrong with you? Um, someone check that guy's basement because if he doesn't know, like he's murdering because you don't know who Mr. Rogers is. Yeah, the man. most wholesome man to ever exist. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Dahmer saw this movie and was like, I'm copying that guy's look. <laughs> I also hate Mr. Rogers. Oh. So, um, yeah, so like we have that and we meet the kids in the in the family. So we've got um, teenager Dana, um, middle neglected child Robbie. And of course, our youngest, Carol Ann, who was talking to the TV earlier. Um, Mom is, you know, you know, Miss Miss Freeling. She's mom. She's she's she's, you know, putting around the house and finds out that the kid's uh, pet bird dies. Right. And she's going to flush it down the toilet. I was like, that is what <laughs> that is did she not know what a goldfish is that's not a goldfish yeah that's a bird you know like yeah a bird the goldfish of the sea <laughs> i meant the air <laughs> fuck i was thinking of that damn tuna thing whatever we knew what i meant i know okay jessica simpson i know what you meant <laughs> but yeah it's so weird i'm like 
gold a, a fish is the only acceptable pet that you can flush down the toilet when it dies. Like well, literally yeah, nothing else. It's not a, even a hamster. It's its element. It knows. <laughs> it's like, girl, I can't even flush a tampon down the toilet. You're gonna flush a whole bird. <laughs> Like, good luck. Your plumbing's going to be destroyed. Well, that's, yeah, that's what the 80s, there was that scourge of just birds and tampons flooding the sewer system. They're like, we got to, we got to change one of these tampons. They actually, they, that's what they thought they were like alligators in the sewer. It actually was just like a mass of like dead birds, birds. and tampons. They just look like an alligator. Um, So, uh, but Carol Ann walks in on this and she's like, no, we have to have a funeral. It's very cute. They have um their funeral out in the backyard. Um, did you ever have like a, did you have pets growing up? Oh yeah. What was like the first pet that died for you? To my memory, it was a, a dog. One of my dogs. Aww. Yeah. I'm a big old bear of a dog. I held him in my arms. <laughs> that sucked. Oh, how old were you? Ah, uh, eight, 10. Oh, I hope you've unpacked that in therapy. There's no need to unpack it. I was sad then, and then I realized dogs die. Damn. I'm not saying I don't need to be in therapy. I'm saying I love that you're talking about a dead dog and like my neighbor's puppies are freaking the fuck out. And I'm proud of it. Good job. Good boy, Hendrix. You didn't bark. Good boy. Watch him start now. I know. Don't embarrass me on air. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) yeah, so they have their little funeral service. Um, later on that night and we get we get the the parents alone and they're smoking weed and they're, they're like they're cool they're like they're, cool they're those hit. cool bird parents they're not like they're not like what what am i thinking they're not like schomburg they're like evanston like they're still close enough to the city they're hip mm-hmm. yeah i'm assuming i'm like oh like this must be not be too far from la right and like they still go into the city like you know they still gotta meet their weed dealer yeah well, yeah of course naturally um, so, like, you know, they're, they're cool or whatever. And they're, they're talking about Carol Ann and her sleepwalking, actually. Um, turns out that mom also used to sleepwalk and they, you know, they're laughing about her experience. Um, dad is reading a book about Reagan, which I, I really I really feel like the the political commentary in this is pretty funny, like throughout this movie that I did not catch when I was a kid, obviously. But I'm like, that actually is like kind of interesting. They're like pot smoking, like boomer parents dad's reading about reagan i'm like what are his opinions about reagan you know that's the that's the sequel i really wanted (laughs) (laughs) well okay hear me out because i think it's kind of like this this is an interesting era right because like parents of the early 80s were were boomers they were like they came of age in the 60s probably were like cool kind of hippy dippy 60s people now it's the 80s which is like a total polar opposite you've you know, earned all this money, also inherited a lot of it. Yeah, uh, well. yeah. You have all this money now and are existing in this very like hyper-capitalistic society of the 80s and are benefiting from it. So it's kind of interesting seeing them like they're smoking weed, but like in their nice house, like suburban house, house while he's like reading about Reagan. It's like an interesting kind of dichotomy yeah. of like, okay, like if you want to be reading politics and smoking weed, it better be in a shit one bedroom apartment. And it's like the fucking like communist manifesto. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Cause it's also the same era that that show. Um, oh, fuck. Why do I always forget the name of this with, um, with Michael J. Fox. Back to the future. No, it's a, that sitcom that was out in the eighties too. Oh God. 
someone is listening and, and knows it and is screaming, screaming it at it. I family ties. That had to, the same, I it's the same sort of, huh? I almost said that. Yeah, but family ties is that because like the parents are like were kind of hippy dippy. Now they're like these, you know, pretty well to do suburbanites in like the Reagan era and like kind of like that, the the way their politics kind of conflict with their wealth and success in existing at the same time. It's, it's an interesting like kind of thing to watch because there's not that many generations that will, I guess it's the same thing as like fucking Gen Z even like the future Gen Zs are like super like Republican, right? It's just kind of like, whoa, weird. You were like not that long ago wearing like neon pasties and now like, <laughs> You're like a neo-fascist. Neon pasties and neo-fascist. <laughs> hand in hand, yeah. You know, it's a pipeline. Anyway. Um, I like that I pipeline. It's a pipeline. You know, like weed. Like the you weed spelled O-U-I-D. Because we're chic here. Um, so after that happens, though, um, she's still... See, the next that night, she experiences a similar thing, right? Because she wakes up and goes and talks to television. And this time, this like weird hand, white yeah. hand thing like jumps out of the TV and it enters the walls. Um, and it causes the house to shake. So you think they're having a, a earthquake because of this California, right? Uh, family wakes up, and that's when we get the iconic horror movie line they're here from Carol Ann to her family. Mm. She's like, guys. We have guests. She is fucking chill. I feel like, cause you know, like there's like that weird mix of you, you always want to, when things are weird, you want to trust the kid cause they don't know enough to lie, but mm-hmm. you also don't want to trust the kid because they don't know enough about life to like make it as logical as possible. Yeah. But still, I feel like a kid would freak out if something, if a hand came out of anything, I'd be like, Ooh, that's weird. And yeah, she's, cause Carol Ann is five. Yeah, she's handling this like a champ. Yeah, she's like really like she's like giggling. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> yeah, <She's> like- <laughs> that would be great if it was a literal line of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you <laughs> just chatting with this this um, ghost? Um, you know, I saw a ghost when I was a little kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, let's let's take a pause and you tell us about this. I was hoping you'd ask. Um, what if you didn't? You were like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay, anyways, when the next scene. I, it was just, I almost thought about that. I'm like, oh, she knows I'll ask. But what if I didn't? Um, so actually, I was very small. So I was younger than Carol Ann. I would have been maybe about two years old. And you my remember grand- something from when you were two? I don't remember this happening. But my, my family tells me that this is what happened to me. Um, just listen, 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 listen. Okay. So, um, my aunt had just passed away and at my family's house at the time we lived, um, our, the kitchen faced the, the backyard and had like, you know, sliding doors and stuff And our backyard is like, you know, the yard and then just like woods and there's like really nothing back there. Um, and when I was a little kid, um, when my aunt was alive, she used to like to, like, you know, like you pull faces at kids and you make like silly faces and stuff. And it was the day, um, maybe around the funeral, might've been the day of the funeral or maybe a few days later. Um, I was standing at the, according to mom, I was standing at the glass door and I was making faces 
like to the glass door, which was like facing nothing. So when she went over to me, she was like, you know, Sonique, what are you like? What are you doing? Who are you playing with? And I said, Auntie Edwina. And I pointed as if she were there. Aww. Mm-hmm. I think I handled it well, too. This isn't about you, though. <laughs> what if this was this whole movie is actually just foreshadowing your experience? What if my brain, my head just exploded after you said this isn't about you? <laughs> I start bleeding out of my eyes. <laughs> Yo, Spooky Squad, if you could have seen the look she shot me, it was like when someone genuinely discovers like a new truth, they're like, oh my God. Yeah, I wish I had like a, like a fake blood, like um just ready to like go at all setup. times yeah just anytime someone's like you know this isn't about you i could just like trigger it and just like, get, like a single nosebleed that'd be <laughs> amazing especially because like you know one time i feel a very common time you hear that phrase is in argument so it's like it's not about you sonique and then that just starts trailing they'd be like oh my god i'm so sorry it is about you let's do whatever i make you want. the face like the housekeeper from get out and i'm just like smiling <laughs> it's just, like shaking <laughs> Jesus. Um, so the next morning, um, they're going about their their day. Like, you know, that was a weird thing. They didn't see all the ghostly shit happen. They just heard Carolyn be like, they're here. So they're eating breakfast or whatever. And some shit starts happening. Like utensils end up bending by themselves. And like the mom thinks like the kids have been like, it's like, who did the, like, it's, it's weird. Um, Robbie's drinking his glass and it just like breaks. Yeah. And, but but it look, but you know it's done in a way where like he could it could have been that he did something well like it just kind of happened the bottom fell out but yeah, like the bottom fell, fell out, out like jaggedly fell out mm-hmm. which has happened to me that happened to Evan one time one of our glasses like the bottom just, the like, bottom fell out yeah I, that's also happened yeah. to me but like it cut in a way where it's like the bottom itself it's like the bottom mm. third of the glass it like fell yeah off. it like yeah. shattered and fell you know um but you know whatever um the I mom, like that the, uh, sorry go ahead sorry i was just gonna say i like that the the daughter dana dana whatever the teenage mm-hmm. she's just there for like the just just for no reason it's like because when that glass shatters like she gets milk on whatever notebook it's like oh my god i have to go i have to be at class in 20 minutes i'm like how close are you to a school I, yeah I, I didn't see a school we went to that aerial Right. Yeah, exactly. Zach, there was no school. Like she and must be fucking sprinting. All of her lines are just kind of like that ridiculous where I'm like, that was nice. Didn't need to be there, but OK. Yeah. She's just kind of like the teenager. Yeah. She that, like, just shows up teenager, to be like, yeah. mom, like, oh, my God. And doesn't really, yeah, she doesn't really literally. do anything <laughs> besides that, uh, which is sad because the actress was like murdered. In like life. Yeah, we have to talk about that. We have to talk about the poltergeist curse because a lot of people like died. <laughs> really, like sadly, including Carol Ann. Like, yeah, she died like at like the age of like twelve or thirteen. It's really fucked up. You didn't know this? No. Oh yeah. I'm as it's- shocked as when you found out we're not talking about you. Oh God, there it is. <laughs> In that short time, Spooky Squad, she's got like 20 blood capsules. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, 
Diane asks Carolyn, she's like, you know, why did you say like, they're here? Like who's here? And she's like the TV people, you know, just whatever. Um, but the kids go to school and it's just, uh, Diane and Caroline at the house. Um, I love this part of the move of the show, of the movie. Um, also there's like a funny line where Caroline's like watching the TV static. She's really close. And mom's like, that's going to ruin your eyes. And she turns it. It's like a Changes war movie. It. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, that static's going to fuck up your eyes. You need to watch this war movie at the same <laughs> distance. Yeah. I fucking lost it at that point. That was so yeah, there's good. A- there's a lot of really good, like little, like little nuggets. Um, so, but okay. So she, but it's she and Caroline are at home. Um, and there's like little weird stuff happening, right? Cause she, she complains Caroline. And she's like, Oh, I told you and Robbie, make sure to push your chairs in and you're done. She pushes them in. She goes, she comes back. All the chairs have been pulled out from the kitchen table. So she's like, she, of course she's thinking Caroline, like, you know, fucking around with her. Okay, I thought you were gonna say something. Sorry. No. Um, she. I'm, yep. <laughs> so I, I stopped it because I thought. Okay, but so she thinks like, yeah, she's fucking around with her, and then she like, I love this because then like we get like a good tracking shot of just the mom. She goes to get something from the cupboard. She stands up, and now all of the chairs are just like stacked on the yeah. table. And when I tell you that scene, always scares the shit out of me. <laughs> that was brilliant. It's a beautiful scene. It is. Like I mean, throughout because you know. It's like they don't and we talk about this a lot. It's they don't try to hide and explain it away, especially Mm -hmm. something like that. It's like that clearly is that is something like that. Yes, because like she was sitting on the counter. There's Mm -hmm. no way you would have heard her. She's five. She's she's not stacking chairs. And then so the mom's just like. TV people. (laughs) And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Like, did you see them she's like i didn't and it was a beautiful spooky scene it's wonderful um i also and like you said i guess because really this movie is about finding carol ann i love that we don't waste time with like there's with no the denying can... it it starts yeah. almost immediately in p and like diane is and like also you know very surprising for a horror movie of this era they're pretty smart. Like she, re- she responds like anyone like would be like, what the fuck though? She is a little bit more like amused by it. So she like discovers yeah. that like, Oh, when you like stand in one spot or like sit in one spot, like the ghost can like pull you. Yeah. Like She's, even like, really puts excited. A, puts a helmet on the kid. And it's like, watch. It's like mommy. Yeah. It hurts. Cause like the husband comes home um, when daddy daddy comes home. Um, she's like, Oh, you got to see this. Like she like has, She's like marked spots. Like she's been yeah. doing this all day. The laundry's not done. Dinner has not been cooked. Caroline's like, when are we gonna have dinner? She's like, we're at Pizza Hut. She's just like, she's fully committed to this. Yeah. But um, but yeah, he we witnesses this phenomenon of like, you know, being pulled across. And we got this wonderful scene where they go next door to the guy who has the remote and they're like getting eaten up by mosquitoes. Yeah, it was like a weird scene because you can tell they're nervous. Like, how do we say this? But then it also it came across that they were just also like super high and like yeah, yeah. they seem like I'm like, do they like smoke before this? Because they're like giggling and being weird. And I love the neighbor because he's like deadpan. They're like, oh man, these mosquitoes, and they're like, he's like, I don't know about that. I've never never been been bit by mosquito. My kids will get bit. He's like, hey son, you're bit by mosquito. He's like, I don't know. He's like, see, (laughs) and he just has like a plate of beans. Like baked yeah. beans or some shit. 
It's so weird. I, I don't know. It's like the little, I think the little moments in this movie is really what makes, like sells it for me. Cause it's like, it's just so funny, but also I think it's a good like slice of just the banality of like suburban life. Cause you do have that neighbor who's just kind of like, he doesn't ask just cause, and he would just like, he would just claim to never have been bitten by mosquito because you're getting eaten by mosquitoes right now. So like, yeah, he's like, right. I, it doesn't happen to me. <laughs> so um, they leave though. They, they are not, um, <laughs> it's not helpful at all. Um, but they're like, they're, they're freaking out. Like they don't, they don't know what's happening, but they're like, something is happening. And yeah, early on too, the dad is like, he's like, no one's going to the kitchen until we find out what's going on. So it's like, they're already kind of on the side. Like, we need to find out what this is because this is fucking crazy, right? Um, but um, that night, there is this crazy thunderstorm. And Robbie, we've gotten this throughout the movie, but, like, there's this, like, really creepy tree outside of his window, which I love this movie. It is so good at, like, um, capturing like, kind of, like, kid fears. Because I used to be scared of that, too, like, when you have like, yeah. a tree casting its way, like, a shadow into your bedroom and stuff. I still get scared by that, even, like, now. If like a weird tree. Oh, just yeah. Like, Any, you know? it's it's delightful how you don't outgrow some things where I'm like, I mm-hmm. know that is a coat hanging on that thing. But like you turn the like you get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you just turn your head. And you're like, oh, that's a person. And then it's mm-hmm. or like. We had like just the other night, like a shelf fell like in one of our closets just because mm-hmm. it was like you know shittily built um and like i wasn't shocked but when it happened you know i was just falling asleep so it woke me up and i'm like i was still 90 percent certain someone was in our house <laughs> and i'm like i'm like no i know i know exactly what shelf fell <laughs> and then so alana's like go check it out and i was like you go check it out yeah uh, kid figures are funny i i still because even now i still i'm not afraid of the dark but sometimes you have those moments where you're like in the dark and it's like, cause like the shadows and you're like, that, that looks like, yeah, like, you're not afraid of the dark, I but I, my mind can still get tricked in the dark and I'm afraid of the yeah. things it's tricking me into seeing. Or your imagination runs wild a little bit and you're like, you know, you get out of bed to go to the bathroom and you're like, something could just, just grab your foot. I do still have that childlike (laughs) thing where, uh, or like that darkness falls thing where if like, if I'm traveling in between like my room to go to the bathroom I'm just like, I have to stay in the light. And if I don't look into the dark and I get back into my room, I will be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love thinking about that. I was like that a lot when I was little, like going into the basement, doing the classic, oh, like, yeah. just like run, run into the light. <laughs> like, so, so just like, uh, the rooms you wouldn't go in unless all the lights are on already. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. That never, it never leaves you. Yeah. Um, Unlike us, that kid got fucked up by a tree, though. <laughs> I know that tree, like got him it was very it was very evil dead yeah like eating him i mean it wasn't like a (laughs) tree was eating it it wasn't like like you know like a monster like the tree was a monster but it just all of a sudden had a hole in it that was trying to devour the kid it was like perfectly robbie sized hole yeah (laughs) i was like no 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 i've been waiting for you (laughs) um so yeah so storm happens and the tree like bursts through the window and grabs robbie so in the chaos of them trying to get robbie and there's like a tornado thing. Yep. It's, it's just it's, a tornado. A, a lot is going on. But in the chaos of trying to save Robbie, they don't realize that Carol Anne is now in danger because then she gets like 
Because things are being yeah. pulled into like the closet, like the whole room gets stripped of just shit. Everything just gets pulled. It's like the most like high power, like fucking vacuum cleaner. Yeah, like <laughs> the di- the Dyson of cl- of spirit portals. The Dyson the from hell. <laughs> Those are like two child fears, right? Like spooky tree and then the closet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So she gets like sucked into the closet. And um, when they go upstairs, they realize that she's like missing or like running around the house her, and they cannot find her at all so she's just kind of like just up and disappeared until poor little robbie who is wandering because like a middle child even though he's been saved he's just wandering around the house covered in like bolt and like shit and she's just like traumatized <laughs> and no one's, yeah no one's talking to him until he goes to the tv and he hears carol ann calling through the television because the baby was the baby was missing well yeah of course we don't give a fuck about middle rob I would also like to that they rescue Rob and then the tornado sucks up the tree and then leaves like literally leaves. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, bye. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, they're from like Southern California. They don't they don't never seen a tornado. They don't know how they work. Yeah. They're they're, they're like me. If I experienced an earthquake, I would be like, I I guess they do just it does just suck you into the earth. Like, right. This oh, is God. normal. And I would tweet about it because we, you know, LA Twitter loves to tweet about like an earthquake. I'm like, yeah, we want a huge fault. <laughs> well, thank, yeah, thank God that doesn't happen in Chicago. Like, damn, windy today. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, the wind here. The lake, Ooh. we got it. The lake. <laughs> oh, the lake effect. Like, no one cares. Shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> There's a little bit of Chicagoans. It's like the most crazy weather can happen. And we just I pretend like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mention we get livid when you mention the weather. Yeah. It's like, we, yeah, we know we're all feeling it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So she disappears and I love Okay, next scene. We get um, Steve is like, he just, again, s- smartest people in horror movie. Cause they immediately are like, we need some spooky ooky folks to come help us because whatever's happening is yeah. not for the cops. It's not yep. for anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> we call a priest, call a parapsychologist, we do something. So they go to this group of parapsychologists um, and he's explaining to them what's happened. And this man has not slept. He's smoked, he's chain smoking, he's got dark circles. Um, I love that this movie, like, um, there's cause and effect. Like, they seem genuinely affected by what's going on. I think a lot of like lesser movies would just be like, we're scared. But it's like, no, he, they are like stressed because their daughter is missing. Yeah. And they can't report her missing. So they're just like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, and like, you know, like they are, they, they know, they know in their heart of hearts that she is alive and in the house. They just cannot get her. So they just know. cannot see her, but they can hear her. Right. So they're not, they're not grieving. Like you said, they're stressed because it's like, it's like, we will find her. We know, we know mm-hmm. she's here. Yeah, um, it's pretty wild. And like the parapsychologists are kind of like, at first they're just like, you know, they're, they're small potatoes because it's they're not, they're not equipped for what's about to happen because they're thinking like the one guy, um, uh, what's his name? It's Ryan, Richard Lawson, who, by the way, is married to, um, to Miss Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mother. That is Beyonce's stepdaddy. And also the father of Bianca Knowles, who played Kendra, the vampire slayer on Buffy, the Jamaican vampire slayer. Did you know uh, 
I, he was giving me strong Winston Zedmore vibes from Ghostbusters. Just like the, yes. <laughs> it's just like the, I was actually I was really stoked though, you know, because like Winston in the Ghostbusters movies is just like the layperson. He wasn't the doctored like mm-hmm. scientist of the group, and then he's of just course. like I'm just here. I'm just here for the paycheck, you know. And but this guy was significantly more like he was as intelligent as <laughs> the like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I would say even more because he said more technical shit. Like, all yeah, he definitely is more like tech like um, he tells about the car thing, but it's nothing until they get to the house and realize like, oh, and like it, we don't know how much time has passed, but enough has passed that they have become used to the stuff like they're sitting down for coffee and they see like the the fucking like um kettle just goes across the table and the family just doesn't budge they're just like still talking yeah because it just happens sometimes yeah they'll tell them like the lights will flicker it's like oh it, they come in sets of two so wait a couple seconds and you know like the guy goes to take a picture and the ca- lens cap is still on she's just like ha 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 gotta be quicker around also, here wh- how are you taking a picture of the light flickering it's just gonna be a light yeah he's <laughs> yeah again so dumb fuck marty yeah, Marty is just a dumbass. <laughs> and, but I do like kind of going back to what you're saying, they were stressed where they have to live their lives. But then whenever they would get like, f- like flickers of Carol Ann's voice, like they become just distraught in that moment, yeah. right? Which I assume mm-hmm. is what would really happen if you were just trying to cope with something that, ha- right? It's not grief yet because they don't, she hasn't died. Mm-hmm. So that was very I, clever. This movie makes me cry. Like, I, I, I think, I don't know if it's because the acting is so good, but I genuinely feel like this, like, especially from, like, the mother, from Jo Beth Williams, it's like, this is, like, a mother in anguish that her child, like, I cannot imagine that powerlessness of, like, you know your child's in danger, but you can't do anything about it, not just because, like, you don't have power, but also it's, like, beyond your, any, your imagination of what's actually happening. So right. it's, like, it's terrifying. Um they take them up to the room because they're like, we want to see, like, you know, the source of the haunting. And it's it's it is it's fucking it's a rave in there. Like <laughs> And that was one of the the cool things too, right? Is you know, it would have just been really easy. And like I liked the movie. It was it was it anything longer I would I don't think I would have been on board with. But you know, they didn't have to do they didn't waste time being like, well, you have to prove that it's a haunting. They just like <laughs> shit's moving. They open that door. It's a literal vortex of spooky. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like there's a Hulk riding a horse, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, it's like everything is haunted. Like it's so crazy, and we get like a crippling like, smash cut next scene of the woman of psychologist, and she's just shaking, like violently shaking while drinking her coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, yes. Um, basically, they're like the thing is, is that this is a poltergeist, probably like difference between poltergeist and a haunting. A haunting, you know, haunts a place can last years poltergeist it's like a like a physical disturbance that can like last a couple weeks to a few months and then it can just go away like it's just kind of this weird phenomenon that happens but they're like yeah it's definitely a poltergeist and they're planning on like sticking around to um figure out what's happening because um like you said when we get the bit where we do hear caroline talking to the mother through the tv they're like um they they come to the conclusion that like okay, she's definitely in some weird limbo situation in the house and some like spiritual place, but they don't really know specifically. And they find out that something like something bad is also in there with her because um, 
Marty, I think at some point is trying to, um, is this when they're, because doesn't they start seeing the thing coming from like the living room, like the cloud thing? Mm, do you? I don't remember. But something happens with Marty, because aside from what happens later to Marty, there's also like Marty gets injured too. Because I think Marty's still kind of like skeptical. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He, okay, he's like, something. oh, they might have a, a CB radio or something where she's because he's still skeptical of what's happening. Yeah. And then like he gets like knocked down. And then later on is when he's like alone in the bathroom and he like hallucinates. It's very Temple of Doom, like face melter. Situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that was <laughs> again, that was a very clear scene where I was like, ooh, this, yeah, this would not pass a 2021 PG rating. No, it's really gory and gross. Like it's his face is like being he's peeling his own face off, but yeah. not really. Um do you also like to because yeah. before that, because the impetus for that is like, hey, I'm going to go get some food. And he just goes and grabs a steak out of their fridge and was going to just start cooking it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I guess you're, you're all in this together. He's like, babe, I need my protein. OK, we're dealing with the polter guys. They're strong. OK, um, so everyone's freaked. It's it's freaked out. And like um, the daughter, Dana, like leaves. <laughs> Like she's like, I can't stay here. Yeah, she's like, she's like, like, I can't do that. Kinda, she's just, she is just a teenager to the nines. Like, this is your problem. I can't handle this. Goodbye. My name is not on the mortgage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. it's understandable. I mean, she's yeah she's terrified because even Robbie, they're like, they decide to send Robbie away. The dog is even scared. The dog for a moment was gonna stay with them. He was like, Nah, I'm getting this taxi to Robbie. Let me go because he's like. <laughs> Do you like how, like, uh, so Steve, Steven's de- boss comes, right? Mr. Teague. Mm-hmm. And then he's just, you know, and cause they're all missing school and work and shit. And he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I have the flu. I have the flu. And like a good boss to their best employee. Cause he states that he's like, you've made us so much money. He's like, why don't you go on a walk with me? <laughs> You're fucking, you've been, you've been out sick for many, many days. Why don't you go on a walk with me? Also, like, he looks like he could have the flu. Like, he yeah, looks he terrible. Look yeah, he looks yeah. fucking awful. I mean, he still looks like hot as fuck, but he looks like a more diminished Craig T. Nelson. Still bang, though. Um, so, <laughs> hey, this is what you signed up for. Oh, man. Yeah. I, sure. It's too late to replace me. <laughs> Okay, we already recorded like most of the episodes. So just kind of just go on this journey with me. Um, yeah, so he takes them on a walk because uh, we didn't mention this, but Steve is like a real estate developer. Like they built based this this company development company basically built this development they live in, like the other like surrounding um developments, right? Um, so they're walking and he's showing them showing Steve like a like another new like housing project or um is about to go up and he's like, Hey, you know, you've been building, um, you know, you've been doing great. Like, you know, what do you think? Like, maybe you move up here, you know, you got this nice view. And then we realized they're right next to like a cemetery, a very comical, like it looks very fake. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Drawing. <laughs> <of the cemetery. laughs> um, but they're living next to a cemetery and he explains, he's like, Oh yeah. Like, no, like this is, He's like, oh, like where you guys live, there was a cemetery there, but it's no problem. Like we've moved everything. The people, the family members can go to this memorial place and see it. It's like, whatever. It's what we do. And so, Stephen like, was genuinely upset. He's like, yo, yeah. that's 
you can't do that. That's he's awful. Like, this seems sacrilegious. And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. We do. We can do that. Okay. I have money. We own the land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who yes. my, you know, who my great, 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 great granddaddy was Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you know, one thing I learned about Columbus. Total disregard for human life. <laughs> News to so, me. That, one, that wasn't in my textbook. Um, <laughs> the Nina, the Penta, and the big fucking boat full of disease and turmoil. It's legal name. It's Christian name. <laughs> it's confirmation name. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, you don't think about it. You can go up here, you know, large bay window looking at the valley. You'll love it. This is great. Um but he's he's he, you know he's it's not his priority right now because his daughter is yeah. still missing and they gotta find her too because people are noticing that Caroline is missing so yeah. you gotta come up with this kid before they start calling the cops on you <laughs> okay yeah. like this is the early eighties still like this, this is like the age of, like the peak serial killer days so it's like someone's gonna call the cops and be like there's a missing white girl and it's <laughs> gonna be a whole thing yeah it's gonna be a whole to do um. So the parapsychologists come back because they left for a little bit, but they return without Marty because Marty's <laughs> Marty's had it. He, he just I can't do this. He ripped his face off. Um, yeah. He's like, I, even though it wasn't real, he's like, I, I can't like, you know, whatever. Fuck he's you he's up, at yeah. home very. He's very furiously like applying a retinol serum every day. He's like, I'm going to keep the skin <laughs> on me. So <laughs> they come back and this time. They are carrying Ms. Tangina Barons, played by Zelda Rubenstein, who is an icon, shows up in all the Poltergeist movies and Teen Witch. Have you seen that? I have not. Um, not surprised. It's very bad. It's very campy, <laughs> like teen movie from the 80s, but it's I recommend it. Um, so she shows up and she's like a, a, a very small woman, but she's she packs a, a big punch. But the funny thing is she shows up, she's a medium. And Steve is kind of like, he's not, he's yeah, not believing now, it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you live in Satan's butthole and this is like, nah, this is too much. I put my foot down here. Like she comes in and she's asking him questions. He's not answering. So like Diane's like, why aren't you answering? He's like, I want to see if she can like read my mind. I'm like, this is not the time, babe. Like it's not the time. But then do you like that? She like does. <laughs> Yeah, and she does. She's like, I don't do tricks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a boss. Fucking dog. Okay, I'm a medium. <laughs> I love her. She's in this movie for such a short time, but she's like one of the most memorable parts of it. Like, she's amazing. Um, so she comes around and she's, you know, she's feeling out the house. She's kind of like me when I go to a house party. I'm just like wandering <laughs> through the house, touching stuff. Hands in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really, it's a really I'm nice. Just feeling the spirit. Yeah, it's like, wow, look at Sonique waving them like she just don't care. <laughs> but I'm really just communicating with ghosts. <laughs> um, so after she like walks around or whatever, and she's like, okay, um, Carol Ann is alive and she's in the house. But she's like, she explains to them that basically the, the spirits that are haunting the house are spirits that are in the in-between. They have died and they're they have not transitioned over yet and they don't know that they're dead so they're just kind of like in this weird limbo situation and something about carol ann and her spirit she has a very like strong spirit that they're attracted to and um she's um they're very lonely and they're very angry spirits 
And remember, we also, we had a line earlier where we found that Carol Ann was born in the house. It's why she's so connected to it. And it's why they're drawn to her as well. So because she's giving off this light force, it's as bright as the light that you're supposed to go into. So it's confusing the spirits who, and they think like Carol Ann is like kind of ushering them in. So they, they've taken her, but they're just kind of in this weirdness with her and mm-hmm. they're not hurting her, but we also find out there's also like a bad spirit there that we call the beast. I'm like, is it Satan? Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> I'm like, that is, I was like, what is, yeah, what is this five-year-old? Yeah. What is the beast to you? If you say the dad, I swear to God. Yeah. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to, but you're right. I'm sort of calling him beast. Um, so the T in Craig G. Nelson stands for the beast. <laughs> Craig the beast Nelson. No, but I, yeah, I'm like to me, I'm like it's Beelzebub, you know. Yeah, could you imagine being five and just like your life force is so enticing that Satan is like, I need that. I'm like, wow, I know five years old and I've accomplished so much. Yeah, you know, she's like hair flipping there. She's like, oh, <laughs> light force is so powerful. Um. Yeah, she's I wish gonna that was be her. a mean girl, one of the mean girls of hell. <laughs> she's a Regina George of hell. <laughs> like, everyone's just attracted to me. I'm a huge bitch. I <laughs> get it. <laughs> they all love me, and I hate them. Um, yeah. So, so she's she she is in danger because, like, um, basically, um, the beast likes that the spirits are confused and lost, and he's using them as like her as a distraction, so they can't go on because, like. Satan loves to just fuck up everyone's time, basically. Um, so, and also she thinks it's a kid. Yeah, which is very tricky. That's something yeah. Satan would do. Yeah, Satan's like, Satan loves, old scratch. He loves to just do little, Sons he's of a shit. little trickster. Sons of shit, yeah. The yeah, Loki, he's a real Ashton Kutcher, this one. The Loki of the underworld, yeah. Just Satan out there punking people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... Is there any evidence suggesting that Ashton Kutcher is not the Antichrist? That honestly does sound like hell. Just having like living through an episode of Punked for Eternity. Ugh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's I think I think he might be. <laughs> I think he walks among us. Oh, my God. We're on to something. I know we'd be careful because <laughs> like, like they might his like minions might come for us. Because now we know the secret and we can like, we're telling, I mean, we're telling the world by talking about it on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I might edit this out. This is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah scary stuff. So, um, so they're like, okay, well, at this point, they're like, we need to figure out what the entrance is because like there's multiple porter portals. Cause even um, Tangina is like, there's lots of hearts in this house. So like they need to figure out like which portal they can go into to get Carol Ann. So they realize that the entrance to the other dimension is coming in through the children's bedroom closet, which I could have told you that because it's where all the activity is coming from. Duh. Right. I don't need to be a medium to do that. I just I saw the shit flying around. I'm like, this is this is where we need to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, like, okay, this is the entrance. And then there's also that other portal that's like a weird cloud, like electrical cloud thing on the, in the living room. So they to test out their their theory, they got some baseballs with like that are written on and they're throwing it through the closet and it's coming out from the other end. Um, covered so like, in okay. goop. It covered in just goop, goopy balls, you know. And he smells it and he catches. I was like, mm, wouldn't have done that. You know what that is? That's yeah. ghost cum. Yes. <laughs> 
the end. That's spectral nut. What are you doing? Spectral nut. Save these. So our stickers and pins. We have what that spooky do. Show me what that spooky do. We have spectral nut. <laughs> no, but seriously, like. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that's a, the that least was... black thing he's done in this movie is the fact that he's, he's got it and he smelled it. Like, <laughs> I would have thrown the ball across the room. So, um, anyway, so they realize, okay, this is definitely the it. So, the plan is, um, they're gonna like throw, um, they throw the rope through it, and it's like, okay, someone's gonna have to go in, grab her, and then like go out through the other end. Do you like? Which, like Sounds like a good plan, but it's not. <laughs> Do you like one of the best lines is when uh, the medium's going to go in and then uh, uh, <laughs> the mom goes, let me go. And the medium says, you've never done this before. Neither have you. And then she goes, you're right. You go. <laughs> <laughs> no fight. You're it's like, great. yeah. She is really great com- comedic timing. It was, it was nice. Um, but yeah, so Diane goes in. And um, Steve stays upstairs to like help pull the rope. So they're doing it and they're like, um, they're like yanking the rope down. And then all of a sudden they just like, like, <laughs> just <laughs> goopy, dude, like, <laughs> which is terrifying because like Steve freaks out because it looks like blood. It's like they're covered in blood yeah, or something. So like they just yeah. kind of come out and they're like not moving. And it's, it's pretty scary. So they take them upstairs. They're just like awaiting a bath, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That part they assumed. At the very least, they might be covered in spectral nuts. You're like, no one clean these people off. So they put them. That's a good. That's my spectral pumpkin. That's nut. my pumpkin. Spectral, spectral nut. nut. We are a spectral nut. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> so they <laughs> they put them in the bathtub. And eventually, Diane and Carol and wake up. <laughs> they wake up. And before they leave them alone, because they leave them the 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 mediums leave them alone so they can have like their family time mm-hmm. and then Gina takes her glasses off fixes her hair because this is being filmed and she's like this house is clean <laughs> and she's yeah, like very yeah. proud of herself and I checked the time now oh, there's another 20 minutes it's not done yeah we ain't done this. <laughs> I was like god damn she's that's a liar only, that's the only downside about like um watching movies at home because now we can see the runtime so like when you're in the movie theater, like let's say it's 1982, you had no idea. Got, yeah, you had no idea. You're like, oh, okay, like movie's almost over. You're, and it's like, you're eating your whole sweet potato pie that you brought from home. <laughs> <laughs> what? You oh, you didn't. There's this tweet where someone's <laughs> like, I'm watching Adam's Family too, and someone brought a whole ass sweet potato <gasps> oh, pie. Oh, <laughs> I did see that. Oh, I was, I was, yeah, yeah. You you've made it through all your snacks. You're like, time. Yeah, to go. yeah, it's time to leave. Uh, all the sides are gone. I'm on dessert. <laughs> I'm, I'm I finished my dessert and now I need to leave. Uh, I wish I'd witnessed uh, someone in the movie. Th- I still haven't been to the movie theater since lockdown. I should go. I should go should. see a movie. It's been I think fine. It's, pretty, it's fine, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably not a lot of people in there. And I'm like, no, it was I'm nice. Vaxxed. And like, I went when it was like in the middle of like kind of looked good you know so it was like if you're vaccinated don't wear a mask i'm like fuck yeah i'm eating this popcorn and then i went when it was like you should still probably wear a mask indoors so people would you know eat a lot of people though when they weren't you know ingesting it that mask was back on so it felt pretty solid that's good that's good to know okay 
Hendrix is, is getting antsy. But anyway, so they're like, this is great. And we also see, um, well, because we also see like the spirits are like, because we we missed this part, but they filmed it and like this, there's all these spirits. So they're all just like, they've all yeah. dipped. They're like, okay, perfect. They've moved on. This is great. Um, so the family is is moving out though, which yeah, smart. They're not trying, they're not, they're not trying to Sorry. fucking stay. Hey, Hendrix. Come on, you've been doing well. Yeah, yes, they're they're moving because they're like, we're not we're not fucking around and staying in this house. Like we're going, they're packing up their shit, like, you know, whatever, because it's just too much has happened. Um, but it's the last night that they're supposed to stay in the house. Steve leaves because he has to go talk to um to his boss. Mm-hmm. Dana's gone. She's like with her friends because she, she's, she's a teenager. teenager. She's like, yeah. she's like, I'm with my with the girlies. I'm with the girlies. I don't mom. have family. Friends you are say, all that you, matters. Despite yeah. the fact that like this traumatic thing happened, she's still like, mm, I'm going to go to a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, girl, stay home with your mom. Like she's been through a lot. She needs you. Um, so she leaves, but then it's Robbie and, and Carol Ann are at home with their mom. So while they're at home, um, you know, mom is like, I'm, mom needs a bath. She's like, I'm going to take off the soak. Okay. Can you guys get yourself to bed? You're old enough. You're five. Yeah, you're, right. you're good. Mommy needs some alone time. Okay. Mommy went through the most traumatizing experience in her life and we don't really believe in therapy yet. So I'm not doing going to do that. I'm just going to take a bath. So she goes to soak and the kids. Come here. Come on, Hendrix. We're almost done. So um, she's soaking and the kids put themselves to bed. And Robbie has this terrifying clown doll. <laughs> Most scary clown doll. Yeah. Um, don't ever tries. have a child size toy, period. Yeah, why do you, why chance so- you get hunted. My nana got me something like that. It wasn't a doll, it wasn't a clown doll, it was like a little like like a doll doll, the kind of like an old Victorian looking doll. No, no. And she was big and I like hated it. And I felt bad because, you know, she got it for me, but I never played with it because it was so scary. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it was so, also, my mom would always, my mom loved porcelain dolls too. She would have, get all these porcelain dolls. And till this day, I still sometimes have nightmares about those dolls. <laughs> They're so fucking scary. <laughs> Did I tell you that this girl I dated, her grandma, had like themed rooms in her house and then oh, that's weird. and collected all of those like all but it was all each room was filled to the brim with antiques and then we could not sleep in the same room together so then not. i had to stay in that was never the rule at my parents house so it was always weird going to other people's houses well you're raised by heathens because clearly it's inappropriate evan and i don't evan and i don't even sleep in the same bed um it's called being a loser. we're not we're not uh, married and we don't sleep in the same bed because that is sick. We also the beast, do- the beast wants you to sleep in the same bed. Alana and I don't even sleep in the same apartment building. Um, but <laughs> we don't sleep in the same country. Yeah, but but it, but it was just the one room that I always had to stay in when we went to this grandma's house was filled with little dolls, like the Victorian kind of dolls, and it scared the shit out of me. Like I'm not lying. I was I was grown. I was in my mid twenties and I still had the, the door open just a peek. So that hallway light would come in. <laughs> I was, it was unsettling. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a doll person. Like I like, I mean, I, I love a good Barbie, you know, I love oh, a good yeah. fashion Barbie. It's a good time. I, I Barbie's, could take, Barbie never hurt you. Barbie's I never, could take on a Barbie if that got possessed, you know, 
I'm just saying if I think Barbies also aren't scary because they're not like uncanny valley. Like porcelain dolls are uncanny, but Barbies are like it's just it's Barbie, you know? Like, yeah. She's a hot girl. Like And if they can only have the like mobility that they have, I can handle a Barbie that can only like <laughs> Zeke Heil every once in a while. That, <laughs> On her tippy toes. Yeah, that was that was offensive, but that's like what I was th- <laughs> like. Whatever. No, she only like goose step her way like towards yeah, you. So yeah. like, you're fine. I, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this fucking and i, I knew of because i've seen scary movie too i'm like oh this is where that came from with the clown mm-hmm. doll so i thought that was cute though because you know like throughout the movie we get scenes of him throwing a blanket over the clown which i'm like just mm-hmm. get it out of your room man but then so he looks at it and it's not in the chair and he looks under the bed and you're like fuck that's where it's gonna be but then he pops up and it's behind him i'm like ooh, that was good that was a good one. It's a good scare. It's a good one because that used to, um, and I've seen this enough that I know what happens, but that scene used to scare me a lot. Like I definitely I would be bet. like scrunched up in my, <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? So the, so Mar- honestly, despite the fact that Robbie did not go to the other place, like the sunken place or whatever the fuck, he gets <laughs> fucked up the most in this movie. Like he gets like choked out like a lot. <laughs> Yeah, his is like physical. It's like we want we want the daughter's soul, but we want to fucking kill you. <laughs> I want to beat the shit out of you, Robbie. Like, <laughs> oh my like, god! Like, you thought that Robbie, one bully taking Robbie's your lunch eight. money was bad? <laughs> yeah, they're just crazy. They're going crazy on Robbie, and then yes, like the, the mom's doll, getting crazy like, too. Oh yeah, that's great because she gets she's like because she's like going to sleep, and then when she hears her. The kid's screaming. She has to get up. And now she gets like dragged around, you know, Elm Street style. Yeah. All over the mm-hmm. wall. I love that, though. And you could yeah. see. I mean, we know it's one of those like centrifuge, like weird rooms. That's like, yeah, that's why she's doing it. Because you actually see some of the particles. If you look close, you can see like particles moving. Oh, yeah. I'm like, huh. Yeah. Like, you didn't get me. I know the trick. I feel like that had. To, I mean, she was acting terrified. But I feel like if I was that actor, I'd have to be like one time. Just let me have fun. And just like roll around <laughs> just, in this room. Yeah. Just, just, just like, whoa. <laughs> Look at me. I'm on the ceiling. <laughs> I'm just rolling. Around. Yeah. It's just like, yo, we ready to shoot the scene? Sonique's like 10 more minutes. <laughs> just give me, I come out. I'm all bruised out. I'm like, yeah, just give me 10 more minutes. <laughs> I'm ready for the scene. Put me in. I'm getting all fucked up by the fucking centrifuge room. So, um, so she's like stuck. And then, even when she's like trying to, like, she's just like running down the hall and like the hallway gets like really long. It's like, it's the house is do is now it's like, not just that there's ghosts. This house is like, it's jumping yeah. and jiving. It's trying to fuck up this family. So while um Rob, Robbie's being like, he's being choked out and stuff. And then like Carol Ann's like in, in a trance, like state Cause she's communicating with, you know, the spirits again. But she's not telling us what's going on. I'm like, bitch, open your mouth. Like, you need <laughs> to speak up. <laughs> so she's freaking out, um, or whatever. Um, while this is happening, uh, she tries to get she. So she tries to. Um, Diane tries to get them, the kids from the room, and then like the beast comes out, and it's like all this like weird, you know, 3D yeah. animation stuff, which is like pretty good for the 80s. It's like solid, you know, solid, it's, solid it's, 80s. 3D. Spielberg produced movie, so the, the the budget is pretty big. Um, so it blocks her from the door, and she like falls down the stairs, and she ends up in the like running out to the backyard to get help from the neighbors. 
And the neighbors are like, no. <laughs> What's happening? Cause like, cause at this point well, now neighbors fa- are coming out. Cause it's like, well, she found the mud pit, which was oh, supposed to be a first. pool. And yes. then all these, mm-hmm. all the corpses start coming up and you're just like, damn. Which okay. by the way, those were real. No, they weren't. Those were real skeletons. They did not. Those are human bones. They did not tell Joe Beth Williams this until after she filmed that scene. I would have freaked out that I would have been sick. Yeah. But also just like, that's fucked up. Like, what the heck? What the fuck, Steve? Yeah. And that's I was on this like Instagram live show. No, it was a Zoom show called um, Conspiracy Brunch. um, Yeah. yeah. Hosted by Ariel Dundas, who's on the show. And one of my conspiracies was that, like, you know, that the poltergeist, because legend has it that the, that the set of the poltergeist movie was, like, um, cursed. And people always would always say, like, oh, it's because they use real bones. Like, maybe it was really cursed or whatever. And I'm like, the real curse of poltergeist is Hollywood just fucking with people and doing terrible things. <laughs> That's the real curse. But, yeah, real bones in that scene when she's in. just in... that scene? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's still disgusting, but I, I was... It's not like, I oh, thank God, it would only I don't think scene. in the other parts it could be, but I don't think so. I think it's just the when they're who, floating up. Who signed in the mud. off on that? Like, who, who is like, oh, Mima finally gets to be in a movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the I, don't know, I imagine they probably went to like one of those, um, like a like medical type, like donated, like, donated bodies or like, um, you know, they have like a, like the, the bone farms. So like they use it for like forensic scientists that are like in training so they actually like they bury bodies around so you can like dig them up okay yeah that's disgusting when you you say that out loud it's really fucked up yeah (laughs) i mean it's good it's important work because it's how we know how to you know yeah find people but anyway so yeah real thing that happened to her so she was you're right when she climbs out of the pool is when she goes running to the neighbors and it's like the neighbor with the bean neighbor and his wife but she's pulling him over and the wife is like, no, you're not. Because at this point, there's like lights flashing in the house. There's screaming. It's like there's it's a rave. It is a full blown rave. And they're like, yes. we moved to the burbs for a reason. Yeah, we're trying to get away from the blacks. <laughs> and now now this you brought the blacks to us. <laughs> you brought the blacks to they're us. They're inventing house in there. <laughs> <laughs> What's I hear? Hip hop. <laughs> I will not stand for this. I'm calling the HOA. So, um, so at this point now, Steve is coming home and um, she's, cause she's trying to get back in the house. She manages to get back in the house. And when Steve gets there, now they're like trapped in the house. Right. So Teague is with him and he's just like, yeah, hmm? because, <laughs> What's happening? because the, uh, the closet portal turns into a giant, like esophagus or butthole mm-hmm. um and yes you know they, they're getting sucked into it uh you know it's a beautiful struggle but they eventually all link arms and and mm-hmm. she gets them out but yeah they're so they're trying to leave but then the coffins start busting through they start <laughs> busting out like it's and love the scene so much because it's just like craziness like just yeah. everything is just it's 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 a it's spielberg i mean it's not his movie but it is it's very like it's the ending so everything's just gonna go to shit and it's gonna be like a big fantastic like ending to your movie because now yeah. shit's popping out all over and it's not even just at their house because even the other houses like there's coffins popping out all over the place and it's like he grabs teague and we realize 
Yeah, they moved the co- they moved the fucking headstones, but they left all the bodies. So the, the all these houses have been built on fucking, right. you know. Um, and it, it's funny because in that earlier scene when they were talking about the cemetery, he's like, it's not like an ancient burial ground or anything. It's yeah, like, that no, was nice. but still a cemetery. Yeah, <laughs> still not great. Do you like so? Uh, it's like the stereotypical thing, right? So they eventually get out and they they get into his station wagon, and you know he's like fumbling with the keys. And I'm just like, oh, of course. This is why you need a keyless fucking station wagon. But um, it's 82. I know that. Okay. Yeah, you don't get that anymore. <laughs> like push start cars. You're like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. But do you like the the fucking teen daughter, whatever her name is? Data. She, she, Data shows up and it's just with like, all her friends. With all her friends, and she gets out just enough time to scream, "What's going on?" why is this happening it's like bitch if you would have stayed with your family you would have been caught up listen data was getting finger banged at the movies okay yeah well she should have well maybe if the whoever was banging was better at it so she stuck around (laughs) because like it's just like they should have taken it a step further because she's like she's like full hysterics and it, it makes sense like last time she left her family it was like oh the haunting's over then you come back and it's like no it's gotten worse actually but i wish yeah. they had gone a step forward for her so while she's screaming you know like what's happening it's just like mom dad not in front of brian <laughs> brian's just sitting there post <laughs> finger bang like eh, not gonna call you anymore so they like call her ass into the car because she's playing she's playing games it's like bitch get in this car we're all leaving <laughs> And they fucking ha- I've never best horror movie ending because instead of just like we're running or like usually it's like we're just gonna walk away solemnly. No, they haul fucking ass in that Leave, car yeah. and peel. And like that's like don't like, look back. Like, like fire hydrants are literally spouting fire. <laughs> like the the subdivisions blown up literally, and literally then, blowing up. And then the house gets fucking sucked in on its portal butthole. Yeah. Reverse diarrhea. <laughs> and then they're just, and then, you know, the movie ends with them. At, I did like this. And it mm-hmm. ends with them going to the motel or whatever. And they go in, then they open the door and he just like <laughs> wheels the TV out and leaves <laughs> it outside. And then it just zooms out to some very Spielbergy music. <laughs> and that's the movie. I, I do love that ending though. It's a nice little fun button just like yeah you know but there are two sequels so this family is still fucked um <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of poltergeist so something i wanted to mention so i mentioned earlier about the, the curse alleged curse right so it goes around saying that there's like this this um the set of this movie was cursed um so a lot of not great things happened so in the case of the teenage daughter it was played by dominique dunn she was i mentioned she was murdered at the age of 22 she actually died the year the movie came out in 82 so like she's not i don't think she's in she well she obviously she can't be in the sequels but she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend who was like um abusive and he murdered her and um in the case of heather o'rourke the little girl played carol ann she died from um something called congenital stenosis of the intestine so she had like i don't know i think she had some sort of like blockage or something and she died at like 12 jesus 
Yeah, it's really sad. She died at a very young age and like died from like septic shock. It's pretty terrible. But there were all a lot of like um suggestions that the set was haunted. A lot of like scary things would happen in terms of like electrical failures and like just different shit didn't kept going awry. And that's like poltergeist is like one of those movies along with like the exorcist where it's like, you know, legend has it that the set was cursed because they're playing with dark stuff you know but i like this movie a lot um i i wish i remember where i heard this i definitely can't take credit for this but um it was analysis an analysis i either heard somewhere or saw definitely didn't read because i can't um but it was that <laughs> it was that um if you like read poltergeist as being like an allegory for like the american dream in like the 80s so that like it's about this like very well to do like white family and this like you know beautiful development picket fences but like how america it's like you know one can find success but there's a lot of like the hidden like the history really if you look at like poltergeist as being like you know, the, the, the sins of the father will come back to you. So it's like, you are, you are successful at the expense of these, of this darkness that you're covering up. If, you know, if you want to look at it as like American chattel slavery, if, you know, genocide of Native Americans, et cetera, that's what it really represents, which I dig it. I dig it analysis. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it. And, I, and that's why I mentioned the politics of the movie earlier on. Cause I felt like they were, they were definitely communicating something. And I think it's kind of like in a weird way, this movie is it's horror, it's adventure, but also it's kind of like a satire a little bit. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, how do but you that's, think- that's just one thing I've, I heard that I, I'm, I buy into again. I wish I knew where I actually got it from, but I thought it was an interesting. How would you buy into this movie? If it were a black movie, uh, mm. just gonna segue on the nose. <laughs> nice. Um, I like the idea of this happening in like, um, like a well-to-do black neighborhood because those they do exist. Not every wealthy black person or black people of means have to move to white suburbs. There are plenty of like, you know, mostly black neighborhoods that are still very you know wealthy i think that would be kind of it adds an interesting layer especially if you're if let's say that allegory that i talked about is real interesting dynamic if you make them black right because mm-hmm. in a way i mean obviously we are um oppressed and oppressed people and we are victims of white supremacy but we do benefit from american imperialism as americans still and that's something we have to grapple with too so i think you probably could still make the same not the same one-to-one argument, but something similar. Because even as oppressed people, we can also benefit from, you know, oppression to an extent. Nice. Yeah. I agree. I like having you as a co-host because yeah. I can just defer to you to say things. <laughs> and then I Thank cannot. You. I have never been speechless. We'll just say that. Boy, is that the fucking truth. <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> I do. That I, is I, 
I never really appreciated you. Do you remember when you hit that age of, you know, the phrase uh, I'm speechless, but then you finally realize how fucking stupid a phrase that is. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, well, you just spoke. You speeched at me. You're not speechless. <laughs> you speeched at me. <laughs> yeah. Like learn, learn what things mean. If you're truly speechless, you can write it on a sign and show it to me. <laughs> You could sign it to me, but my ASL is very bad, so I will not catch it. But you <laughs> see, if Hendrix had said I was speechless right there, would have been hey. trash. What'd you say? I was like, if Hendrix has said he was speechless, I wouldn't believe him because he just spoke. He's not speechless. He's having a time tonight. <laughs> but um, yes, that was Poltergeist. Good time movie. Highly recommend it. If you've not seen it, you should definitely see it. Um, So is it my turn to pick a movie for next week? Hell yeah, it is. Can we do... Can we do a Blair Witch Project? Yeah, the original. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The original Blair Witch Project. Because I'm due for a a rewatch of that. And I think it'd be fun to talk about. Nice. I'm going to see if it's on HBO Max because I have a one week trial of it. (laughs) Watch. I should give you a list. We should figure out a list of all the movies we want to see. Just watch as many as you can before your trial runs out. (laughs) Um, But y'all, we're going to come back next week for the Blair Witch Project. Um, That'll be dropping on the 22nd. And then we'll have one more. um, Oh, wow. Yeah. One more Friday. Um, So let us know what you're interested in seeing. We still have, I mean, there's still tons, obviously, of like really like heavy hit or classic horror movies of any era, of any genre. So let us know. And you can let us know at uh, We Die First Pod, which is on Twitter. Um, also, We Die First Pod on Instagram, if you want to throw us a DM or a comment. Um, you can also, hey, tweet at me. My Twitter handle is at Sayneek. That's S-E-Y-N-I-Q-U-E. Where can they find you, Andrew? Yo, tweet at me at (gasps) Andrew underscore on underscore drums. Nice. Do that. And um, yeah, we can talk about any, anything you want, not anything you want, preferably horror related. Don't just talk. Preferably. Yeah. Or unless you wanted to like place an order of like 500, uh, what was it spectral nut (laughs) spectral nut stickers that you can put all over your laptop at your workplace preferably then you can do that and you you can explain put it on your Hmm? boss's computer yeah and when they say hey what's this is inappropriate then you can introduce them to the podcast now we have new listeners from (laughs) hr yeah that'll probably give you a raise if anything They'll they'll be laughing. Your all your team meetings will just be group listenings to the We Die First podcast. You can use this part of diversity training. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can. <laughs> How can we get more, more black people to come to take partake in our product? Well, let's listen to these two. <laughs> Something's gonna come out of that. <laughs> yes absolutely um so thank you so much for listening and we will catch you later spooky squad have a great day week just live your life spooky squad yeah and make sure to turn off your tv for you to bed just in case
Yeah, <laughs> throw it out the window. Yeah. Don't even chance it. Don't. Yeah. Bye. Peace.